Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series, and I was joined by Paige from SAP. Paige has spent over 20 years with SAP, and she's even moved continents for her career. She talked to me all about her journey, what it's like to be a woman in supply chain, how she made it into the leadership position that she is in today. And she really shared some great advice for women and leaders really following in her footsteps. It was a great episode. I mean, Paige is a woman from whom we can really take inspiration. And I know I took a lot from it, and I hope you did too. But as always, if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com, on our YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 326. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Onboard new EDI trading partners in days, not months, with Orderful. Orderful provides a modern EDI platform that is displacing legacy on-premise and managed service solutions. Stop building point-to-point solutions. If you are a retailer, manufacturer, logistics provider, or technology company, you can build a single integration to Orderful's API, and Orderful will validate translate and communicate transactions to all of your trading partners. Orderful customers are onboarding new trading partners 80% faster, resulting in increased revenue and lower overall EDI costs. To modernize your EDI infrastructure, visit Orderful, O-R-D-E-R-F-U-L.com and speak to an EDI expert today. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm joined by a company that wants to optimize every aspect of a business's shipping operations with solutions that leverage enterprise-level technology and big data experience to empower organizations to make business-transforming shipping decisions. Who could ask for more than that? But who exactly is driving this optimization? Well, I'll reveal it after the poll of the week. Now, when we asked this question, it was a around Valentine's Day. So we asked, did you receive a Valentine's Day present? 63% said yes and loved it. 27% still waiting for it to arrive. And 10% said other. Uh, Let us know below. Now you might be wondering why we asked this question. Well, it has to do with supply chain because obviously we have to get the products to the stores in order for you to be able to get a present or like 27% of you said still waiting for it to arrive, which means that a lot of people ordered it online. And because of the supply chain disruptions that we're still seeing, they're still waiting for it to arrive. So Stephen says, um, there's no traditional Valentine's Day gifts. Lavelle says, I still say the real holiday is the day after. Candy for sale. Now that's a supply chain thing as well. Peter says, was everything I could ask for. A lovely, simple card and some chocolates followed with dinner. Tiffany says, cheesecake, my love language. Lawson says, we ignore 
ignore Valentine's Day? And Oscar said, yes, I did. Well, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. We get a lot of really great engagement over on those questions and we couldn't do it without you. So make sure to come back every single Wednesday morning to weigh in on the question because you'll be featured on an upcoming episode. Now back to today's podcast and which innovative logistics software brand is joining me today? Well, it's Inveo. Inveo is transforming the way technology drives logistics as the only parcel TMS provider enabling end-to-end supply chain visibility. From shipping analytics and automation to customer delivery experience management, organizations are optimizing their shipping operations with Inveo's cloud-based suite of solutions. Today, Kobe Nielsen, CEO and co-founder of Enveo, joins me to chat all about the company and what they do, letting the data tell the story, the importance of predictive analysis to the future of logistics, and finding the balance between the cost reduction and customer satisfaction. Before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Kobe. Kobe co-founded Enveo in 2010. Serving as CEO, Kobe drives the overall strategy, vision, and execution for the company. As an established thought leader in data analysis, optimization, and SaaS company revenue growth, he frequently participates as an advisory member and speaker focused on startup growth and leveraging big data and analytics to drive business decisions. With a passion for data-driven decisions, Kobe leverages his 20-plus years of professional experience working with a broad spectrum of technologies, both within large organizations as well as hyper-growth startups. Kobe has made a career out of understanding business problems and leveraging technology to solve them. So welcome to the show, Kobe! Super excited. I am so excited. I mean, we were on a panel together last year, and now you are on the podcast and coming to tell us everything about what you're building, what you're doing, and how you're helping supply chain professionals. I am super excited to be with you again. Yeah. The panel was incredibly memorable for me. Oh, good, 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 good. All right, so let's get started and let's hear about your background. You've worked with some impressive companies, And it's always great to understand a founder's journey. So walk us through what that's looked like. Yeah, I would say, you know, my journey is pretty improbable. Um, Okay. I'm a psych major who spent my entire career (laughs) in technology. Um, So working with some of those big companies, those great big brands, Mm -hmm. um, got sucked into technology, just had a passion for it. Okay. And uh, really a passion for solving problems. Okay. So uh, for me, Probably the tipping point was I went to work for a startup called Omniture, okay. which basically pioneered um, web analytics. Okay. So you remember when you used to have a website and it counted how many visitors were on there? Yes. Like Omniture was like the next step where it was like, hey, maybe we should maybe we should track some of the other interactions that happen. Light bulb so, moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not just counting, you know, two hundred thousand people came to the site, but right. Um, what did they do when they were on the site? Okay. So had a friend who went down there and he recruited me mm-hmm. to go. He's like, hey, this is a really cool thing. Um, like Omniture, it sounds like, what are you doing? Books, literature? <laughs> like, 
I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, I'm, I'm in technology. And he's like, no, you should really see what's going on. Okay. So went down there and what, what we really did was pioneered uh, digital marketing. What is okay. now digital marketing? There was okay. no such thing as a digital marketer yep. or uh, web analytics is where it started. Then it evolved to digital marketing. Okay. So Kind of like uh, supply chain media. Yeah. When I started in 2016, it wasn't even a thing. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And now look what it is. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, you know, it, it started with, hey, what are the little cues or interactions that you can key on okay. that will help drive some of that conversion? Okay. So, um, you know, are you losing people in the shopping cart process? Um, yes. So, so critical. If you simplify that, yeah. right? Um, and conversion goes up and you're a great big brand mm -hmm. by a half a percent, well, that's a couple of dollars. Right, right. It, yeah. It's meaningful. Yeah. So started there, then got into advanced kind of algorithms mm -hmm. and personalization. Okay. So all that creepy stuff, like, <laughs> I mean, when it first, when, when websites first started following you around and mm -hmm. saying, you might also like, like this. this. It's yep. super creepy, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, Still if you is. think about it, if you had a person that was asking or knew all that about you, right. you'd be like, I need a restraining order. Right <laughs> yes, now. that's very true. Right. So that's where it went to. Um, and we're doing some really interesting things. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward for the sake of time, Adobe came in and acquired us uh, awesome. back in 2009. Mm -hmm. I stayed on there and ran um, global integrations for them. Okay. So that's that's kind of where this idea was born. Uh, Amazing. What we're doing in Vail. Okay. So talk to us about some of the challenges you were seeing and how those challenges have evolved. We're going to get into what Enveo actually does in just a minute, but I'm curious to find out like what it was like when you started and how it sort of evolved from there because it's been a number of years. Yeah, yeah. So, so what was happening, as I said, I, I ran global integrations and um, so we were measuring all the microtransactions, everything that happens from the point somebody comes to your website all okay. the way through to abandonment or conversion. Right. So think about that. It's a data problem. Yeah. That's what we were measuring. Um, and for the biggest brands in the world, uh, and they started to say, well, that's really cool. I know everything that's happening prior to end. purchase, Okay. but you bought it uh -huh. and then it goes into the abyss. Ooh. It's an absolute yep. blind spot for our organization, black mm -hmm. hole. You guys are good with data. Yep. Can you do anything to kind of stitch that together? Okay. Uh, and so, so we started tackling that mm -hmm. um, on, you know, by project basis. I had kind of a Skunk Works uh, development team okay. work on these these <laughs> little projects, and, and they're paying us tons of money to do this, right? Because yeah. it was a big problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, internally, we referred to this thing as "click to ding dong." And <laughs> okay. Right? That was, that was kind of the code name for it. Click to ding dong from the point you buy it uh -huh. all the way to the delivery. Oh, ding dong. Okay, ding doorbell. Right, doorbell. It just hit me. Yep. Okay, yes. got it. So, so that was our code code name for the project. And yeah. we started to see, hey, there's really something here. Yeah. Um, and we thought, this is this is really a product. Yep. It's not it's not a custom engagement. There's opportunity to take yep. this out into the market, maybe do something with it. Uh, that wasn't really aligned with the vision. You know, everybody knows Adobe, they're ubiquitous and 
and what they're trying to do mm -hmm. wasn't really in line with that. So uh, we said, hey, let's let's make a run at this. And, cool. And, uh, you know, so we did. And have the challenges changed? No. <laughs> I would, okay. I wish I could say they they uh, they had. Um, when you think about it, the underlying challenge for all these organizations mm -hmm. is the data. Yeah. Right? And we've been talking about, I feel like we've been talking about this for years. Oh, decades. Like, how are we decades. still talking about this in 2023? I don't know. But on the front end, that <laughs> was the know. challenge, right? But on the back end, it's also yeah. a challenge. And the reason we're still talking about it is because um, it's really every one of these organizations mm -hmm. is dealing with data silos, yep. um, dated systems and technology, okay. right? that they can't just bring their organization to a halt to rip right. it all out. That's right? true. Mm -hmm. um, and then you talk about just how do you bring that all into mm -hmm. one place, yep. right? With all this technical debt, mm -hmm. as we refer to it, it's just really challenging. Really yeah, challenging. well, and making sure that it's the right data and it's sure. clean, right? Oh, yeah. Crisps versus chips, you know, yeah. they all have to be named the same thing. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and currency. And most of these companies are global in nature, right? Yeah. Like, and, so, and Canadians add use in wherever they can. Yeah. So it totally doesn't match up with what the Americans are doing. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but anyways, talk to me about Enveo. Okay. Who are you? What are you doing? How are you helping your customers? Yeah, so really, um, fundamentally, what we are is a data company. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, of course, we have solutions, we have technology, mm -hmm. products within our software suite, but none of it would matter if we weren't good at integrations and okay. data management. Okay. So you solve that problem, and we're maniacally focused on solving that for our customers mm -hmm. and then helping them leverage that data um, to improve their supply chain and okay. that efficiency. So talk to me about those services that you have within the platform. I think the, the first one I want to talk about is insights. Yep. Walk us through what that is. If I'm a potential client in the audience, what would that do for me? Yeah, so insights is a visibility play. Right? So talk to me about visibility, because we hear about visibility all the oh, yeah. time. So what does it mean to you and, yeah. and your clients? Yeah, well, what it means to me yeah. is <laughs> bringing the data all together okay. in a consolidated platform yeah. and then allowing you, obviously we have canned reports and dashboards and things, but also allowing you as a customer, as mm -hmm. a user, to consume that data in ways that okay. you want to. All right. So um, I'm not going to prescribe completely how you see the data. Okay. Of course, there's there are things that 80% of the world all wants to see. Mm -hmm. right? um, but you may have unique needs for your business. So you have to have the flexibility to be able to query that data without having yeah. to know SQL or anything like that um, to, to get the answers that you're looking for. Well, especially as supply chain professionals that don't necessarily have a technology uh, background, right? Sure. I mean, they do have tech teams and IT teams and things like that, but they're also very busy. Yeah, they're, they're really busy. Right. And that's part of the opportunity, right? Yeah. And, you know, we have been talking about visibility for years. We've been talking about data <laughs> yes. for years. Um, but it's just 
that's that's the opportunity, mm -hmm. right? That's the opportunity. Uh, this industry, when we jumped in uh, over a decade ago, was really technology starved. Okay. Now you're seeing great companies, you know, innovators in the space that are coming in mm -hmm. and driving that vision forward as well. Uh, we just we just think it's really important to bring value and yeah. and the skill set that we have because we are we're technology firm. We're, yeah. we're approaching these problems mm -hmm. from a technology perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think you've got something called Cloud Route. Cloud Route. Cloud Cloud very Route. Canadian, very Canadian. Was that Canadian? I feel like you're pronouncing it kind of Canadian. <laughs> well, Cloud it's a Route. It's a, it's a great. <laughs> so talk to me about Cloud Route. I'll talk to you a bit about that. <laughs> okay, cloud yes. Route. My about just came out. I got yeah, it. No, 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 that's totally fine. Um, so cloud route is really the orchestration component to what mm -hmm. we do. Yep. So once you understand what's happening, you've mm -hmm. got the data in one place, right? You're going to identify areas of opportunity. Okay. Uh, or as we say, you know, we, we find the suck. We identify things that are not going well. <laughs> and taking right? a lot of time yes, for the time suck, right? Time okay. suck, too. Well played, well <laughs> Thank played. You. So um, Cloud Route allows you to now, as a human, right, use business rules and other logic to orchestrate change within within the operation. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So we, we realized that what we were doing was helping people get all this information together and they could see it, they could see the opportunity, see mm -hmm. the suck, but they couldn't actually take steps to correct it. Right. They were bottlenecked by IT, they couldn't okay. do it. So uh, it's an intelligent TMS. Mm -hmm. uh, business rules can be employed by anybody, you know, okay. a, a user. Yep. You don't have to be a programmer. You can say, I want to do this. Okay. It's Boolean logic, if this, <laughs> do that. Right? Uh -huh. Um, and then also, it can key on the data and you know leverage the technology to make some of those decisions for you. Okay. Five years ago was all the buzz, right? Yep. AI, which machine learning, all that. Still, right? still yeah. talking about still that. The buzz, but blockchain dropped off for us, right? Well, so it's funny you say that. I was on stage earlier today, and we were talking about a mega trend innovation. Yeah. And uh, they said that they asked the chat. GPT or whatever yeah. that is, what's the the biggest innovation right now? And it didn't say AI, it said blockchain. Oh, really? Yes. So we've got a little ways to go on that, yeah, I think. GPT is broken. <laughs> you heard it here, that, folks. That proves it. That proves it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of our most popular posts, and we do this all the time, is a meme about Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. People love it. I don't know if they love the meme, as much as they love Excel, but it kind of feels like it's correlated to go hand in hand. Sure. What is this Excel epidemic? What do you think about this? And how do we get them on your platform instead of using Excel? And why? Uh, those are all great questions. <laughs> and certainly, uh, you know, Excel is so ubiquitous as well. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's very powerful application. Mm -hmm. it starts to break down once you hit critical massive mm -hmm. data. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you're if you're a medium-sized shipper mm -hmm. and you're dealing with, you know, I don't know, 100,000 records, there's a lot you can accomplish in Excel itself. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you start shipping millions of shipments a day. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to have a data problem. Right. And, and it's interesting because when we first um, launched our products, mm-hmm. we would have people all the time be like, yeah, but I want to export it into Excel. <laughs> and we'd be like, well, why? But why? why? <laughs> We're giving you the answer. You don't have to rebuild it. You know? Right. So... Uh, so we certainly support that functionality as well. For okay. Excel good. Good to know. You can use our application, export in CSV, do whatever you want. Do okay. whatever you want. Awesome. That's Have good to it. hear. <laughs> but um, what we've also tried to do is look into the reasons for why. And okay. Some of it was just more complex calculations mm-hmm. that they could didn't feel like they could run in the application. Okay. So we incorporated that into our products. You can actually write code. Uh, you can write simple formulas, but you can also write basic code oh, wow. and create okay. your own metrics. So cool. think of something really basic like average cost per shipment. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a calc, right? That had to happen in a yeah. reporting tool. It was harder to do a calc. Yes. I'm sure they've all figured that out yeah, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't checked them all, but <laughs> okay. hopefully they have. Um, yeah. And, you know, to more more complicated things and being able to just pull that in for lack of a better description as Mm -hmm. a a column in your report. So I got my cost, right? I got the, how many shipments (laughs) and all I want to do is get the average on that thing. Um, You you should be able to do that within the platform. So some of that and there's... But you're taking a look at the whys. Sure. Right? You're not just saying, okay, we can do that for you. You're saying, well, why do you really need that? Yeah. And this is the answer, but if you need it, you can still have it, yeah. but this is why you don't need it. Right. And I think that's how we solve that epidemic and move more people onto technology platforms and kind of away, yeah. <laughs> hopefully a little bit more from Excel. Excel is great. Yeah. Well, but. no, powerful tool. I use it myself. Not hating on Excel. <laughs> Neither of us are, <laughs> but we do have to talk about it. Yeah, we have to talk about it. and. And what's, yeah, so that's one use case. I'm sure there are millions of others. Okay. Um, But what we've tried to do is really keep a close pulse on the customer. Yeah. And that dialogue open to say, you know, there's always like, you can do all of this. I just wish you could do this one other thing. Right. And so when you think about technology, it's not like a a discrete event or a box that you put Mm -hmm. out there. It has to evolve. It has to because the problems we're solving today mm-hmm. are not the problems we're going to be solving tomorrow. That's true. Except for those challenges. And going back to what we said earlier, they haven't sure. changed much. Sure, the challenges, <laughs> right? But what what you're going to have is more data, That's right? That's true. At yep. your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're going to identify some new opportunity. Yeah. It's going to be like, well, that's cool. I solved all of this. Now I got it all here. <laughs> very, very true. We constantly have to innovate. I mean, sure. supply chain is taking us into the future. Yeah. And we have to innovate for that to happen. So Absolutely. talk to us about modeling. That's another one of... Um, you know, the uh, services on your platform. Yeah, absolutely. So modeling, what modeling allows you to do is take this data. So mm-hmm. presupposes you've, you've been able to bring it into a platform mm-hmm. and run scenarios to see, you know, how I might solve that problem. So mm-hmm. I like to think about it in 
kind of in sequence. So you start with insights, okay. right? That's getting the data together, being able to see it. Mm -hmm. um, then you see some opportunities. Mm -hmm. Well, before you actually want to pull the trigger on orchestration, maybe you actually want to test that out, right? I like that, like so, a simulation. Yeah. So, Sweet. So run a scenario um, and see if it's going to have the impact that you think it will or expect it, <laughs> gut check right? people gut check time so before you actually <laughs> um go and change you know everything about how orders are coming out of your warehouse mm -hmm. run a test figure it out yeah uh, see if that's going to work for you other use cases might be you know all these GRIs, all these other things that come into play, mm -hmm. and you're responsible for forecasting how that's going to impact your budget. <laughs> like, well, that sucks, right? Yeah. If you've got, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you're at 10 million shipments a month, and mm -hmm. that's 220 columns of data, mm -hmm. you know, and you guess has what five rows per yep. shipment, right? You start to get into a data problem. Yep. And so Absolutely. then modeling the impact of that against those costs, it's it's more complicated and Excel's gonna choke. Yeah, and then I think last but not least, you have alerting. Sure. What does alerting do? Yeah, so alerting is kind of that last piece. So if you think we got the visibility, yeah. we test it out, right? We orchestrate it, yeah. right? The missing piece is that communication bridge with the customer. I feel like right? it's that Budweiser light when a goal happens in hockey and it's like, Oh, you yeah. know, the red light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's kind of the victory lap. Okay. You gotta you gotta tell people when you're doing good. Yeah. And also, as the pandemic illustrated, you you also got to take the opportunity to to let people know when something's not going well. Right. Because you you get a little grace for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You you're okay. You don't. You're mad because you wanted your package, your new shoes, or whatever. You wanted them on the day they said. Mm -hmm. But if somebody tells you, hey, it's delayed because of this, um, you, you give them a little more leeway. You're not yeah. immediately on social media slaying these mm -hmm. people. That's how you right? keep customers. Yeah. <laughs> it's communicate. Communicate. We're, we're humans. We like interaction. Mm -hmm. We like to communicate. And, and we like we'll, the hockey goal light. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we That's do. That's what we want. Like, your shipment is going to be delayed. Yeah. This is why and we predict that it's gonna get there at this time. Yeah, and you know, if you're out out and about, maybe you need to get home before the porch pirates I get saw there what you did, out and about. Are you out Canadian? No, no, but I do have okay. Canadian blood, yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. I heard it. My, my dad's Canadian. I heard it, I heard it, okay. So if I'm sitting in the audience, listening, watching this, who am I as an ideal client for you to pick up the phone, give you a call, and say, hey, I need your platform. Great question. So I would say anybody who's dealing with a data problem. Okay. So if you're shipping at scale, I'm not talking about somebody who's doing a few hundred orders a month, okay. right? You probably have some some growing to do, mm -hmm. um, and maybe, maybe you're expecting that growth curve and there's some planning that you wanna do in advance, mm -hmm. so, so we can have an, a conversation about that. Yeah. Um, but, but generally, you've got to be doing something at a scale where um, those data challenges and problems actually exist. Okay. Um, for otherwise, it's it's kind of uh, overkill. Right? Am I in a certain industry? No. Uh, the common thread, and it's interesting because we deal with people shipping 
frozen fish, people shipping <laughs> rocket fuel. What? People shipping. That's dangerous goods, people. Don't be shipping rocket <laughs> fuel without the appropriate be, paperwork. You must be able to support dangerous goods uh, <laughs> to, to use it, uh, to ship that. But um, disclaimer, Yes. no dangerous goods no, were please. involved in this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, it's really an eclectic mix of customers. Mm -hmm. The common thread between all of them mm -hmm. is that they're shipping and they're shipping at volume at scale. Okay, and so now it's story time. Sure. Walk us through a case study. So what was the challenge that one of your customers came to you with? What solution or maybe all of the solutions did they use? And what was the ROI or benefit to them? Yeah, it's a great question and, and there's so many. Um, one thing that, that I really appreciate is um, a lot of times we try and capture a case study as a discrete event. Right. Um, but the more interesting stories to me or the more interesting case studies kind of have a life expectancy that goes beyond. Yeah, the right? journey. It, it, and yeah. it actually mm -hmm. magnifies and expands over time. Mm -hmm. uh, be easy to talk about. You know, we had some exciting news at the beginning of this conference with uh, the Geotis announcement. Okay, uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Certainly, that's a visibility play, yep. um, uh, control play, giving them the tools to be able to better manage their mm -hmm. their uh, their their customers okay. and their use of their shipping. Congratulations, so, by the way. Yeah, thank That's you. That's great, great Super announcement. Super excited about that mm -hmm. uh, relationship and they're a fantastic partner. But a lot of that, and that story still has to unfold. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe one more in the, one thing that's really buzzy also is predictive, right? Predictive yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, one story about that, Coopervision. Okay. Uh, Coopervision's a really large uh, contact lens manufacturer, global distributor mm -hmm. of contact lenses. Um, so they they leveraged us and our modeling application to help them solve some pretty specific problems. One, your contact lens manufacturer based mm -hmm. in West. Your distribution center is based in West Henrietta. Um, okay. New right? York, okay. And you're supplying, and this is the U.S. problem, right? But yep. you're you're supplying uh, the entire U.S. Mm -hmm. out of that distribution okay. facility, mm -hmm. okay? Costs are going up. Yep. Everybody's complaining about that. Mm -hmm. Customer expectations are on the rise. Yep. So those are two challenges that are not unique. Yeah, I mean, New York to California. It's yep. going to be a long, long delivery time. And they have a huge mm -hmm. customer base in California. Okay. So, so you have to improve time, mm -hmm. you have to improve uh, your costs, or at least control those. Okay. So what's really cool about that is we were able to run some models, help them uh, make some decisions around both carrier teams okay. yep. um, and how to orchestrate that. And it's cool because they've been with us for a long time, so we've been able to see more of that journey. Okay. So when you look at it over a four-year time period, yep. um, they saved 16% on shipping costs. Wow. And they grew by 31%. Wow, those are big so, numbers. Yeah, and what's crazy about it is four years later, they're actually paying 1% less on their cost per shipment wow. than they were four years before. Wow. 
So, so costs cost, going up. Yeah. It doesn't affect them. Well, no, they feel pretty good about it. <laughs> yeah, right? but that, absolutely. But now the bar is really high. What mm -hmm. do we do next? <laughs> well, that yeah. brings me to my last question. What does the future hold for Inveo? Like, what are you working on? Yeah, great question. So, uh, as I mentioned before, just staying in tune with our customers. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know all the problems that they're going to need to solve. Uh, but just adding depth and, and breadth to the, the solutions that we already have in our suite mm -hmm. uh, and aligning with those future needs. Coming places like this, talking yeah. to smart people like you. And, oh, I and, see what he did there. Thanks so much, Cody. <laughs> and and keep, keep just keeping a pulse, right? Because mm -hmm. we do have to evolve and and meet those needs so absolutely well we're excited to see what you do next and we love what you're doing and how you're helping supply chain professionals if you want more information you need to go to enveo.com e-n-v-e-y-o.com yep. e -E and get in touch with the team and talk about the solutions and how they can help you because you guys are doing some amazing things in the industry. So thank you very much for that. Thank you to the team for having you on the show. And thanks to you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Sarah. It's been fun. Great. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. Plus, if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So if you go to letstalksupplychain.com, put the keyword into the search bar, all of that content will come up and our episodes, we get down to why you would want to partner and whether you're the ideal client before you even get into their sales funnel. And remember to come back next week when I'm going to be joined by Eric, the CEO and co-founder of Orderful, the modern EDI platform bringing supply chains together. Eric and I are going to be exploring Orderful's vision for the future of EDI and why in an ever-changing economy, our supply chains need to be more agile than ever before. How you connect with partners and suppliers is key. So next week's show is going to be jam-packed with a lot of really important insight that is going to be valuable for pretty much every supply chain organizer out there. So definitely make sure to tune in. If you like our show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. Subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. And you can also find some really cool merch and pur purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, participate in our poll of the week every Wednesday morning on LinkedIn, or go over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.